Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 161, season four. Uh, still talking about supporting failing schools. We are on part four. I don't know how many parts this is going to take us to do, but I want to unpack this and do a good job of it. So we're going through a lot of stuff. I uh, remember last time we talked about a building I helped for a while. Uh, one piece I did leave out, I did do a lot of staff training with that building as well. And a lot of the goal was bringing up the staff capacity to work with students and give them tools so that they had the positive behavior intervention supports to work with the students that they needed. Uh, that is why we started out. Remember, I told you it was not a good thing with having so many suspensions in a short amount of time. But we had to stop the machine and slow it down until we could get into a uh, a teaching mode and instruction could be done. And remember, we're doing both sides of that pyramid, uh, tier one, two, and three, with academics and uh, with behavior. So, I mean, it is part of your curriculum uh, teaching that behavior, and especially with uh, most of the time that seems to be the case in schools that aren't doing well, uh, getting those uh, positive behavior intervention supports or the MTSSB in place so that the students can concentrate on instruction. If that's not in place, they can't concentrate on an instruction. And many times I do see uh, schools like that getting assistance in areas of reading or math or uh, things to bring up areas that do not need to come up until they have the students uh, working in a uh, positive culture. And once that's in place, then uh, the teachers can concentrate on instruction, the students can concentrate on construction, and a lot of things happen in a positive manner. Uh, the building I've talked about many times on the show that I was principal of uh, for 10 years, one year as assistant, uh, we brought that, uh, turned that building around and had a lot of things that did that. Uh, and I've talked a lot about that in, on my show. Uh, you're going to notice that a lot of things do come down to leadership. Uh, the show is about leadership and uh, strong, effective leadership is still needed to turn around a failing school so that you get the right people on board and so that you can hire the right people, you can weed out the right people, and you can build an effective, collaborative team. Uh, part of it also uh, is empowering your staff. Uh, relationships are a huge piece within that. I had uh, When I had... Uh, a documentary group from Nebraska Loves Public Schools come uh, want to know how we were so successful as a uh, innovative school, as a focus school, uh, which I also started from the ground up. Uh, one of the things I was able to tell them, they said, what could you do? Could you narrow it down to just three things? And I said, that's really hard because a lot of the things that we do all integrate and work together hands in hand or hand in hand to make an effective uh, collaborative, positive culture that allows students to be successful. And uh, I think one of the key words there is it allows students to be successful. So I narrowed it down. I said, I guess I would call these big three. Uh, one of them would be opportunities for students. And within that, we provided uh, courses and uh, curriculum that helped students uh, move forward and it was things that supplemented the actual curriculum that the district assigned and at that school I had a lot of freedom to build uh, and add and supplement to our curriculum but the funny thing is at the school that I was telling you about earlier uh, that I consistently talk about that was high poverty uh, 
90% free and reduced lunch. That building, we supplemented our curriculum a lot as well. Uh, we used Lucy Calkin writing uh, uh, system. We used uh, guided reading at a time. I've told you that, that we uh, guided reading wasn't accepted. We did that to supplement the basil because the students said they couldn't read in the big book. Uh, which is a telltale sign right there. So we actually supplemented our curriculum in many ways uh, to increase the effectiveness of what we were doing to help students. And the same thing at the focus school. When I told them about the big three, it was opportunities for students. And this was not uh, limiting students' abilities to be in any course or to uh, be in any of our enrichment activities. So any of our students could be in robotics, no matter what their test scores were. Uh, they could be involved in many activities like coding and other activities that actually helped our students increase their math skills. And I've told you before, our African-American population actually increased their science scores five years in a row. I had a nice uh, uh, stepping uh, graph that they continued to increase uh, despite uh, some of the difficulties and some of the uh, other characteristics that were built in uh, to that population at the time, they continued to excel. And that was because they had opportunities. There, there weren't people limiting the things that they could do. And we had high, high expectations for them. We had activities that kept our kids engaged. And with all the activities that we had, including both of the buildings, actually all three of the buildings I was principal of, uh, we had plenty of activities that helped kids build a connection to school. I mean, you build those connections, kids are going to want to come to school. You give them the right programs, kids are going to want to come to school. They like the programs. Some of our kids at my last building had to get on buses and come from all over the city uh, from long distances to be at the school. But the fact that they wanted to be there and came every day and we increased in tend attendance uh, on a lot of students who hadn't previously attended in our large urban district was a great uh, sign of success. Another uh, key was freedom of staff. And freedom of staff, what do I mean by freedom of staff? I mean that they, the, the staff have the freedom to try new things without it counting against them. An extremely strong, powerful point, which is the crux or the um, keystone of my beliefs. And letting teachers try different things. Uh, we would actually try things, uh, uh, try to improve our math through a different method, try uh, to improve our reading, whatever you have, uh, science but I would say we have to watch the data and watch how it's working with the students. And sometimes it was providing them resources to do this and knowing that if it didn't work, it wasn't going to count against them. It didn't matter. It was part of our learning environment. It was part of our culture and part of our professional learning community that we would find what works best and what is working in the different classrooms and how we can move that forward and how we can emulate that to other classrooms. And also with freedom of staff, uh, comes empowering the staff, uh, giving them the ability to be a part of things and being on teams and being a part of shared leadership and sharing ideas. Uh, for a long time, my safe schools team at my highest priority building where we had the most issues, we rotated leadership of that safe schools team, which met on Friday mornings early and people showed up for it and people traded leadership skills and they learned leadership skills and uh Sometimes I had to bring them back on what we were trying to focus on, but it always was a good experience and a good discussion and constructive uh, dialogue. And as Brene Brown would say, we had some good uh, conversations as well as disagreements that got us in the right direction. 
because uh, we agreed and disagreed uh, for the right reasons and uh, were able to make our points without anyone feeling like uh, they were going to be shunned or put out or whatever you want to call it. So that was a, a part of, of freedom of staff. And then uh, the third one is uh, nurturing relationships. And relationships are the key to everything. If you'd uh, ask me one thing, I would say relationships. I mean, the principal, uh, the leader of that building has to have good relationships. If you're trying to turn around a building, you better have good relationships because you have to have relationships with the staff. You have to be able to have difficult conversations with the staff. You have to be able to move forward in a way that's going to help the building continue to grow and succeed. And to do this, you also have to have tactful uh, conversations because you have to still get the best out of the people that you have uh, without um, micromanaging and making them feel inferior and treating all staff equally. And I'm talking all staff, not just the teachers. Teaching everyone with respect and knowing that they are all part of making that school what it is and helping those students to grow. And that's a huge part of relationships. And the relationships that you have with staff help you to work with the staff, help you to coach the staff, help you to find the instructional strategies that work well with the staff. I visited classrooms coaching all the time. And part of the key to that was having good relationships with the teachers. We could have constructive dialogue over things that are working on what their kids are doing. We could also actually have dialogue, and I could have dialogue with the students, uh, talking to the students on what things could be uh, done, what they were working on, how they're excelling, what was their learning target for that lesson, what was their learning target for the day or their favorite learning target. They would even tell me that on the playground. Uh, I did recess duty, I did lunch duty, I did every opportunity to interact with students. I greeted buses in the morning, helped the students get prepared for success right out the door, which is important when you have a lot of kids that are coming with a lot of negatives and a lot of negative comments that they're hearing. So relationships are so important all around, all the way from your first person in the office. Uh, we had Miss Carol, I had different people at different buildings, and they are the first person, uh, that administrative assistant or, or secretary or head secretary, are the first person to greet somebody when they come to your building. And she would always make people feel like they were the, uh, the first time visitor to us and they won some kind of award for being this visitor that day. I mean, she always made people feel special and was able to tell about our school. She, was, she had her own elevator speech about our school and she was able to reel that off and we always make people feel welcome. Uh, parents, they didn't always come uh, come in announced, but I often dealt with parents as they came. The only reason, uh, because those could, are things that could escalate. And at the buildings I was at that we did turnarounds in, uh, they actually were already usually coming in escalated. So you needed to de-escalate the parents, uh, let them know you're listening, turn it around, and also break some of those patterns of behavior uh, as I was saying, I think on the last episode where we had some parents that would come in screaming at the staff for no reason, and I was, I think, one of the first to tell them this is unacceptable. You can't come in and do this. This isn't the way we treat our teachers. Uh, uh, it was a good uh, turning and training point for some of our families and parents that we needed to have, and those things are difficult, but they happen, and you need to turn it around and develop the behaviors that are acceptable and get them uh, understanding that you're on the same team and you're collaborating for the benefit of their child 
and you're doing what you can to help them. And I always tried to have my parents leaving. If they came in ups upset, I would make sure I tried to make them smile or laugh on the way out if I could at any uh, in any means possible, but didn't always work. And there were some that were never going to be happy with you no matter what. And those are the kinds that are going to be calling the superintendent or whoever. And I always headed off that with calling student community services or calling the superintendent ahead of time and telling them, here's the situation, here's what I've done. Uh, they may call you because I think they're still upset, but then they knew the background and they didn't get a one-sided story, which is often the case. And then you're trying to explain yourself. But relationships are big. Relationships with the community, relationships with community partners. I allowed a lot of people to come in and help us with working with the students. I had an open door uh, to outside agencies and communities to uh, for possibilities. I mean, I had uh, partnerships with the universities and with high schools and career programs and all those elements that are going to help our students develop hope and develop better relationships with their community, with their school, and with their staff. There are so many pieces uh, within those three items that I just gave you. And what I'd like to start doing now is going over uh, some of the things in the Wallace study. And we're not going to be able to do all of it tonight, but I'd like to get started on that a little bit and show you uh, it's something we already knew, that leadership does matter. And in the Wallace study that they did, they did on uh, how principals affect students in schools. And uh, let's see, it was Grissom, Lindsay, and Eagleite. And you can look up that full that full document from the Wallace Foundation. And of course, it's actually a 136-page document, and it has some excellent, uh, uh, concise blending of all the research there is on principles affecting, or at least they tried to go through all the research on uh, how principles affect schools. And if you, I'm going to jump into a piece of it, and it's most of the things are going to reinforce the things we've already said so far and the things that you'll notice. Uh, one of the things they said early on in this, they said across six, six rigorous studies estimating principals' effects using panel data, principals' contributions to student achievement were nearly as high as the average effects of teachers identified in similar studies. Uh, the difference, and here's the difference they give, principal's effects, however, are larger in scope because they are averaged over all students in a school rather than in a classroom. So rather than in a classroom. And let me jump down. I think one of the important pieces still is uh, leadership uh, cannot be underestimated. And you have to be unafraid to make decisions and I was a maverick in that area because I made decisions that maybe the district may not have always liked, but I always erred on the side of the students. And I was the CEO of my building, and I made sure that my students were achieving and the staff was moving forward. And we all collaborated together, and the staff was well aware of this. Uh, one thing, again, in the study, they say principles really matter. Indeed, it is difficult to envision an investment with a higher ceiling on its potential return than a successful effort to improve principal leadership. And that is why there's such an emphasis right now on increasing the leadership skills within districts and improving that principal pipeline because it does matter. You can't just drop somebody in a building and expect them to turn it around. There are so many skills needed and uh, the right type of person and the right leadership uh, that it can't just happen with anybody. 
Uh, districts have to be more selective. Districts have to work at uh, grooming leaders and mentoring leaders, and they have to work at uh, maintaining the talent within their districts. And then and only then when we start to see more buildings start to move forward and change, and we won't have this cycle of people leaving. And like I told you uh, uh, of the number of principals that have been at one of my buildings since I left, I think they've had five five that's incredible and that's way too many i mean you can't have anything without consistency you can't develop uh, students without consistency and developing that positive culture uh, let me read one more thing and i think we'll wrap up and then next time we'll look more into this study and unpack some of the pieces that match with some of the things we've been talking about who the principal of a school is matters for outcomes beyond achievement for example, studies show that some principals are more effective than others at reducing absenteeism and chronic absenteeism. Principals vary in their likelihood of uh, meting out exclusionary discipline, uh, and that including suspensions and so on. Some are more successful at retaining teachers, including more effective teachers. Moreover, we find that supervisor and teacher ratings of the effectiveness of principals' practices can predict student achievement growth and other outcomes. This finding suggests that the overall impact of an effective principal can be linked to observable behaviors. That is how principals approach school leadership directly. Uh, that is how a principal's approach school leadership directly affects schools' outcomes. So next time we'll look at some of the impact of some of these observable behaviors and what they are, and you're going to see that a lot of them have been things that we've talked about before on this show. And I want to end tonight with a quote, and we'll continue this discussion next time. A coach is someone who can give a correction without causing resentment. And that was from John Wooden. Uh, the famous, famous basketball coach always has some great words of wisdom. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. 